Welcome to the latest podcast. I'm Hannah Labarty, Head of Services, and I'm joined by Simon Johnson and Rob Ray-Jones from the Scenarios team. In this podcast, we'll be discussing about the key trends we've seen from this year's ORX Scenario Library. These are explored in some detail in our recent Insights into Material Risks report, which is available not just to our Scenario subscribers, but also to all ORX members on the ORX website. All the insights explored in the report come from the library. So Simon, could you kick off with a brief overview of what the library is and what it contains? Yeah, thank you, Helen. Um, so the Scenario Library is a key output of the ORX Scenario Service, and it's probably our core data deliverable. So it's an annually updated comprehensive database of operational risk scenarios submitted by our subscribers and held on ORX's secure insight platform. So as of today, the uh, Scenario Library contains over 1,000 quality assured scenarios across different business lines, sizes, and regions, and it's been shared by over 60 firms. It's also a tool that hopefully provides inspiration and allows for comparison of your uploaded scenarios through a set of five reports. So as well as there being broad reports that provide you with the entire scenario library, there are also reports that you can personalize to understand and benchmark any gaps in your own portfolio and also compare any specific scenarios that you have submitted to the library to similar scenarios that have been submitted by your peers. This year, we saw three key changes coming out of the data cycle. And those were, firstly, that we had, we've got more scenarios in the scenario library. So the number of scenarios rose from 796 in 2022 to just under 1,050 this year. Secondly, and probably more importantly, we now have more detailed scenario storylines. So the amount of scenario storylines that meet our criteria rose this year. So up from 78% last year to 92% of scenarios this year. And thirdly, um, we've had a focus on climate this year. So we are specifically for climate scenarios to be submitted to the library, regardless of their materiality. And as a result, the library now contains 22 climate scenarios. So that's 12 physical risk scenarios and 10 transition risk scenarios. And then just before I, I finish on this, Helen, I just wanted to say that for anyone listening who is a scenario subscriber and would like some training on how best to use the library um, and all of the reports and insight as well, please don't hesitate to contact uh, myself or Rob. Great. Thanks, Simon. So that's the library in a nutshell. Rob, I'm going to come to you next. I think we also saw some more specific changes around the profile and the makeup of the library and what that tells us about subscribers' most material risk concerns and how they have evolved since last year. So could you give us some insight into those trends? Yeah, thanks, Helen. So I think there are probably four main takeaways in terms of how the library has evolved over the last 12 months. The first, quite simply, is that information security is now the most represented risk type in the library, ahead of conduct risk, which came top last year. But I think really the key point here is that information security scenarios are not just more present, but their overall profile is also changing. And that's linked to a whole set of um, interconnected factors. So things like digitalization, increased attack surfaces, and geopolitical tension. Secondly, what we're also seeing is that the profiles of conduct, financial crime, and fraud scenarios in particular are also changing under the effect of various pressures. So mainly regulatory governance and people pressures. 
So that's things like uh, staff behavior and resourcing constraints, lack of skills and training, poor governance, as well as oversight and monitoring failures, such as in the design and marketing of new products and also wider cultural issues. The third key trend relates to four other risk types, uh, and that's third party, uh, model, regulatory compliance, and data management. Now these risks are less prominent than we might have expected, and that goes against the grain to some extent of what we're seeing in our wider uh, risk landscape studies. What we expect to see though, is that future data cycles, future versions of the library will probably capture things like the increasing reliance on third parties for critical business services, the growing use of AI and machine learning in modeling, as well as the rapid pace of regulatory change and the increasing use of data in risk management and in strategic decision-making. So in other words, the point is that these risks will probably be more visible in the future. The fourth and final trend, and again, this is looking ahead, is that we expect to see the scenario landscape being driven, as I mentioned, by an increasingly interconnected set of common factors. So that's factors like uh, the changing cyber threats, emerging technologies, data management processes, geopolitical tension. And in fact, what we predict is that the interconnectedness of that emerging risk landscape will only deepen as those new technology threats shape the future profile, if you like, of all those multiple risk types. Thanks, Rob. Some really interesting insight there. And Simon, Rob mentioned there have been some changes in the rankings, but that information security and conduct still rank top. So what are the most prominent risk types in the library? Thank you, Helen. Um, yeah, so the report deep dives into the top five risks in the library. So apart from information security and conduct, we're seeing three other really visible risks. The first one, one of those is transaction processing and execution. And that's being driven, I guess, unsurprisingly, by high transaction volumes, as well as a reliance on manual processing, as well as rapid internal change. And that's of both people and systems. Then there's internal fraud, which is being driven by things like increasing economic uncertainty and the impact that has on both staff corruption and on external criminals actively targeting insiders. And then finally, there's physical security and safety. Now, that's being driven by increasing climate change related incidents and growing geopolitical tensions and increasingly complex terrorist threats, as well as the continued effects of COVID-19 and the increasing illness and reducing productivity that comes from that. Great. So picking up on that last point and that climate is now the main driver behind physical security and safety, as we mentioned at the top, we specifically asked for submissions of climate scenarios, regardless of their materiality. So Rob, what did those submissions look like and how far has the industry come in the last 12 months in terms of climate scenario analysis? Yeah, thank you, Helen. So overall, we've now got 22 new climate risk scenarios in the library, and that's a mix of both physical risk scenarios. We have 12 of those and transition risk scenarios, and we have a total of 10 for transition risk. So starting with climate change physical risk, um, physical risk is, as you would expect, mostly present in the library in the form of uh, extreme weather events that cause sudden destruction. Having said that, chronic, more gradual shifts in climate are also driving the, the severity and the likelihood of those acute events that we're seeing reported. But I think what's also worth noting is that the, the severity of these scenarios is still relatively low 
compared to other risk types in the library, although of course that may change as more industry data becomes available. The last point that's worth noting on physical risk is that it's clearly uh, cross-cutting in that it's a key driver of the severity and likelihood of other, say, physical and business continuity risks in the library. In terms of climate change transition risk, now that's mostly manifested in the library as greenwashing-focused conduct scenarios. So transition risk storylines focus mostly on mis-selling, which is much more present than the other two kinds of greenwashing that we identified in our uh, greenwashing scenario development handbook, so misleading advertising and misreporting. But unlike the new standalone climate physical risk scenarios, the severity of these transition risk scenarios is actually fairly consistent with the median severity for the library as a whole. And I think the last point that's worth noting here is that unlike physical risk, the transition risk implications of climate change are less visible as drivers of other mostly conduct-related risks. Okay, so clearly climate has been an emerging risk that is now becoming more material and more mature from a scenario analysis point of view. What do you anticipate being the next trends and areas of focus for scenario analysts over the next 12 months? And what did we not see this year that we might expect to see more of next year? Simon. Thanks, Helen. Um, So I think in the short term, we expect to see a number of new scenarios being shaped by five main trends. Firstly, the continuing materialization of emerging technology threats is expected to impact multiple risk types. Specifically, the rapid adoption of AI is expected to drive a wide range of internal, external and third party concerns. The second trend we expect to see in the future is the growing prominence of digital assets that are expected to drive uncertainty in the technology risk landscape. The third trend we predict is that exposure to third party risks is expected to increase, giving the growing reliance on third and nth parties to perform critical business services. The fourth is that data management and governance fears are expected to grow as institutions rely increasingly on data and modelling for risk management and strategic decision-making purposes. And finally, the capacity of institutions to keep abreast of new regulatory requirements is expected to drive a greater focus on compliance risk. And with regards to the library specifically, Our expectation is that some institutions will develop new scenarios to reflect one or several of these trends, but that these trends will more likely trigger reviews and potentially changes to existing material scenarios. Great. So lots to take away there and lots to think about. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Rob. The Insights into Material Risk Report is now available on our website, orx.org, and a free summary is also available. If you'd like to find out more about the ORX Scenario Service, then please don't hesitate to contact any of us. Thank you very much for listening.